Welcome, America. Took a second. Why? Because we got a reveal today, or at least a partial reveal on the Odds Brothers podcast. It is episode 66 on a Friday, April 14th. Lots of things to go over today, including the debut of the USFL. That's right, United States Football League. You thought it was dead like the XFL? Well, at least it's coming back for one season anyway. Eight teams, and we'll flip a coin to see who we like in that one. XFL is about ready to end their regular season. And then we have MLB and some NBA action as well. It's all in this jam-packed episode of the Odds Brothers. Okevo, roll that beautiful bean footage. Welcome to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Follow the Odds Brothers Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Now, here are the hosts of the show, Moneyline Mark. I'm not a smart man. And Point Spread Shane. Sorry, I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Ooh, we be back. And that's the partial reveal. No, it's not some creepy guy looking through a hole in the wall. That is somewhat... A partial of uh, Kevin O'Kevo, the executive producer here on our show. Say hey, Kev. Hello. And you're wondering, why are we only seeing his eyes? Because we're going to have you, all 15 of our subscribers at this point. Hopefully you'll like and subscribe. The further we go down the line, we're going to slowly pull back the, uh, the tape on this. And you'll get to meet and greet Kevin. Kamikaze Kevo. I think that'll be your new... Uh, <laughs> a moniker here on the Odds Brothers. And, and you're wondering, why is there some guy with some eyes looking at me up next to Shane? Where, what happened to Moneyline Mark? Oh, Money my uh, Moneyline Mark evidently got a sniff of his picks from Monday. <laughs> Made him a little under the weather. Uh, so he's probably sitting on a toilet somewhere trying to get better picks coming out of here. Won't be this weekend, though. Uh, Kevin's going to take over for the uh, the pick side here on a uh, jam-packed episode here. Remember, like and subscribe on the Odds Brothers, if you will. The more you like, the more Kevin gets revealed. How about that? Oh, (laughs) how about that? Uh, So, yeah, do that when you get a chance. We'd appreciate it. Fridays, Mondays, we usually do shows around here. We're at the Southland Casino and Hotel in West Memphis, Arkansas. So if you're ever in the neighborhood, yeah, we're right across the river from Tennessee. Uh, Speaking of that, if you haven't signed up for the Bentley mobile app, in Arkansas or Tennessee, get a chance to do that. You have a uh, up to $250 replay on your first bet. That's if your first bet loses anywhere from between $10 and $250 you plop down, you'll get that amount back in bet credit. It's for new accounts only. All the details can be found on the betley.com page. And click your state specific um, to get all the details. Now available on the Arkansas version of the app today for those that are watching here. We do have some odds boost, including an MLB odds boost uh, quite a bit in the NBA. We got the play-in tournament wrapping up tonight. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Twins and Yankees are, are one of them. You be the judge, for instance. So the Yankees and Aaron Judge to both hit home runs. So basically, anybody with Aaron Judge to hit a home run has been boosted to 315 today. Uh, Twins are in town. That's at 605 tonight. We also have Moneyline Parlay. If you take the Astros, Braves, and Cardinals, just a flat-out win, it's been boosted from 350 to plus 380. So that's giving you some idea what's going on with the odds boost. There's also profit boost. There's also um, specific ones for player props. You can check them all out on that page as well. Hey, Kevo, you ready to go through some stuff? Yes, sir. 
All right. Let's get, uh, I guess we're going to go through some recap, right? Uh, no, actually, uh, yeah, USFL first. Okay. So since we had no games to pick Correct. last week, we're just going to do some picking this week. All right. Philadelphia Stars. Now, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, there are eight teams in the USFL. We'll just run them down for you here. They're in Philly. Memphis gets their showboats back. New Jersey Generals, Birmingham Stallions, Michigan Panthers, Houston Gamblers, Pittsburgh Maulers, and New Orleans Breakers. So that gives you an idea of the 18s. Two games on Saturday and two on Sunday to kick off their opening weekend. Uh, Over-under on this is 38 and a half. And just give you an idea, the Philadelphia Stars are two and a half point favorites. Your money line odds are uh, minus 140 for Philadelphia here and plus 120 for Memphis. So really what you got going here, no real data to go off of. The, the talent in these leagues are kind of split between the XFL and USFL. And long story short, you just don't know what the hell you're going to get. So in my mind, I'm going to assume that this will be, uh, let's just say power conference football. You probably have a lot of uh, college guys that may not get drafted, but they were just out of the seven rounds playing in, in these teams. That's going to be my guess. Initial thoughts, Kevo. Uh, Philadelphia Stars are the showboats. Who do you like more at minus two and a half? Uh, uh, I'll go with the, uh, the hometown uh, Memphis showboats. You'll go with hometown Memphis showboats. Yep. So will I. What the hell? We're going. I'm going home team underdog to kick off the USFL season. They're actually the first game uh, slated to go off at 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, over under... Since I don't know the quality of these offenses, I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, there's no unique rules in the USFL, for instance, like no extra points. Like in the XFL, you got to go for one, two, or three-point conversion. So I'm going to consider this more traditional football as compared to the NFL. And I'll take the under the 38 and a half. I'll do the underoo in go, honor of Mark. I'll go over. You'll go over just to be that way. Yep. All right. Somebody's going to get a ding. Uh, New Jersey Generals and the Birmingham Stallions go off at 6.30 on Saturday night. Uh, minus 2.30 on the money line for Birmingham here. You get almost double your money if you take the Generals. The actual line, though, is Birmingham minus 5.5. So they are the home team favorite here. The over-under of 40 points even. I'm going to assume somebody decided that even though the talent is uh, on the lower end as to the, the professional football league, Somebody thinks that this team's got a lot more of it uh, all the way around, five and a half. Ah, if they think it's going to be that much of a disparity, I'll go ahead and go with them this week and take the Birmingham Stallions uh, over under a 40 here. Something tells me New Jersey's probably not going to participate very much, so I'm going to go on with the Stallions at home. What do you say there, Eyes? I'll take, um, I'll take the five and a half in New Jersey. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? Yeah. And I'll, I'll go under. I'll You'll go under Rue as well. Yeah. All right, so we're both under Rue on this one. Kevin says, what the hell? He'll take five and a half in the Generals. I'll go with the Stallions. Much cooler name. Uh, Michigan Panthers and the Houston Gamblers get underway. This is a Sunday action. This one's 11 a.m. Central time, so a little early for football on Sunday. Uh, pretty much a pick em game. They do have Houston as a slight one-point favorite at home over Michigan. Your money lines, just to give you an idea, is a little weird here. So Houston is the favorite, but they're minus 105. 
But Michigan money line to win flat out is minus 115 compared to a negative 110 if you just took the point. So in my mind, the smart play here if you got any Michigan blood in you and you want to take the Panthers is to go ahead and get the little better odds. Go ahead and grab a point while you're at it and uh, take them plus one. So that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to go ahead and take the Panthers plus one in this scenario. And as far as the over-under goes, 38 and a half. What the hell? I'll try one over out of all this at least. So give me the over, and I'll take Panthers with that little extra money there and the point. Kevo, what do you got? I agree with you on the over, but I'm going to take Houston. You're going to take Houston, huh? Home, home team. Home team? That's it? Yep. All right. Any idea who's quarterbacking for him? No. No. I don't either. Matter of fact, while we're going through the last one, I'm going to see if somehow there's uh, rosters here. It'll be interesting to see if we can spot anybody that we would know on this one. Uh, last game, because like we said, there's only four of these bad boys. USFL does not even show up on the list of stuff for ESPN. How about that? I mean, there is not one damn thing here. Let's see if it shows up in the uh, sidebar here. You got men's friendly, F1, NASCAR, all this stuff, but no USFL. Are you kidding me? Women's softball has a place on here. No USFL. That is amazing. Okay. Last one, Pittsburgh Maulers, New Orleans Breakers. They're a 5.30 start central time here. Uh, 37 and a half the over under, the lowest one of the four games. Also, New Orleans four and a half point home favorites here. If you're looking at the money line, it's basically two to one. You have to give up on the New Orleans Breakers. There's minus 210 just to flat out win the game. You almost get double your money with Pittsburgh. You get plus 180 here. Uh, Kevo, initial thoughts on the Breakers and Maulers. I take uh, I take the four and a half in Pittsburgh. Four and a half in Pittsburgh, huh? Yeah. I can't do anything, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Hopefully they don't have the terrible towels up in that crap hole, too. Uh, Maulers, I, I bet you they play in Heinz Field. We'll see. Uh, so I'll go ahead. I guess I'll go ahead and be that big dumb animal. I'll take the New Orleans Breakers. 37 and a half seems pretty low. Uh, that's really a 20 to 17 get you there. Over. All right. We're both going over. Kevin was taking Pittsburgh. I'm taking New Orleans. We'll see what the hell happens in the USFL, right? I mean. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> All right. What do we got next? XFL? Yep. All right, XFL action. Now, we do have some action on this one. Oh, my God. We got to start with that. Yes. Where Mark's the only face on that dang thing. Yes. All right, 33-34. The D.C. defenders do win flat outright. They would have got it with a point and a half had it been the other direction here. Over under a 47. Mark actually went under, so that never went anywhere. I went under as well. My God, 67 points. Mark does get a slight ding for his pick there on the defenders. All right, XFL reviewing again. San Antonio Brahamas. That's right, 15 to 17. They lose the game, but they were getting five and a half, so that's where we went. Uh, Mark went under that 40 and a half, so he got a double ding. I went ahead and tried the over. Not so much. Uh, well, that's a double ding for Mark, ain't it? And one for me as well. <laughs> Arlington running. Oh, my goodness, we are XFL experts. XFL experts here, uh, 18 to 16. They were getting a point and a half to boot. 
I didn't buy that Orlando win last week, uh, but Arlington had to sweat it out. Uh, over for myself and under for Mark. So Mark ends up with a double dinger there because it once again went under. Uh, boy, I wasn't even closer. I didn't know. There we go. Next one on the thing, the Dookie alert. Yeah, so here, here's what we got. We both at least got the under. We both under Rue, and it went to 38 with an over under of 46 here. But the uh, Battle Hawks only won by four. They were a touchdown and a extra point favorite here at minus seven. Uh, so that gets the Dookie alert. But at least we picked the under, so that should be just one ding somewhere there. Uh, all right. And the XFL leaderboard through week eight. So two more weeks of the XFL, Kevo. We get rid of them. Uh, over six of them I picked correctly. Mark, never really an over guy. Uh, he's Mr. Underoo by nature, so he leads in the under column. And then he covers eight versus six. So 19 picks correct on the sign of uh, point spread Shaney Boy and money line Mark at 17. So a close one with two weeks to go, plus their little mandatory two uh, playoff or their one-week playoff and their one championship week to go in the XFL. Give you an idea. We're going to pick this week. Uh, Kevin's going to substitute for Mark. How about that? Y you're not here. You get what you get. <laughs> and it might be good. Who knows? Seattle Sea Dragons 5-3 and three against the St. Louis Battlehawks at 6-2. and two. So slight one-point favorites for the Battlehawks here. Over-under once again a 46. They like it. They like it a lot. Uh, initial. Let's see. This is a Sunday 2 o'clock game. Uh, let me look at the money line. Minus 120 for St. Louis. Even money for Seattle. So that makes sense. Uh, no real spot to gain there in that regard. Uh, I've been a big Battlehawks guy at home. And if they're only going to give a point, I'll go ahead and take that in a tight contest. Seattle Sea Dragons. Boy, 46. Once again, these games tend to get in the upper 30s, lower 40s, but do they get to 46? That is the question. I am going to go under Rue on this one, Kevin, and take the Battle Hawks. I'm also going to go under, but I'm going to take Seattle and the point. All right. So Mark and Kevo, the dynamic duo, get Seattle and the point, and we're both going under. I'm going to take my championship predicting Battle Hawks for the XFL. Vegas Vipers. Two and six are against the Houston Roughnecks at five and three. Another one on the road for the Vipers here. Five, uh, seven and a half. That's kind of crazy uh, point spread. Uh, let's see what's going on. Houston Roughnecks is a, basically a three to one favorite on the money line to win here. So minus 300. Vegas plus 250 odds if you like them straight up. I don't know that I'd go that crazy. At seven and a half, though, that, that makes me kind of kind of hedge a bet here. Uh, the Vipers tend to play close games, but their offense is supposed to be a little better than it has been. I'll tell you what. I think Houston wins this, but I don't think they win by seven and a half. And the over-under give me slightly another under here. I think this game ends up at about a 40 spot. What do you got, Kevo? I've got um, the under, but I've got Houston. You're going to take Houston yep. to cover. Yes. And we both going under. In the spirit of Mark, Underoos. All right, next one on that net. Houston game, by the way, is a Saturday 11.30 a.m. kickoff. The Brahmas are your late Saturday game, your early evening game at 6 p.m. One and a half point favorites over the Guardians. Basically, it's Dookie versus Dookie. 
uh, over under a 39. So Brahma's 125 or minus 125 on the money line here, 105 for the Guardians. You know, for the one and a half. I mean, I'll take the Brahmas in this one as well. Uh, I'll lay that one and a half. The over under 39. I don't think either of them can score. Uh, so give me the underroo in this one too. I, I'm starting to sound like Mark underroo. <laughs> I agree on both. San Antonio and under. All right. So the Kevo Marcellus combo. We all agree on this one. So there'll be a big dookie emoji, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Last one on the XFL. This is your early game on Sunday, 11 a.m. kickoff. Guess they're going uh, toe to toe with the or the USFL. It'll be interesting to see how the ratings go this week for for this team or these two leagues. Uh, b- biggest line on the board here: DC Defenders minus eight and a half. They're also minus 375 on the money line. Arlington Renegades, even though they're a 500 team, kind of getting a little disrespected here. 310. If you like them on the money line, which obviously do not here, 41 and a half. Uh, I think this slightly goes over, believe it or not, but not by much. So I'm going to take the over on this game. Eight and a half is a lot of points. So I'm going to take the Renegades plus the eight and a half. So I'm going the other side of the coin here, Kev. I'm going to Arlington on the road, getting the points and the over room. I'm going D.C. at home. Whoa. Which I, I knew you wouldn't because you're. Yeah, I can't do anything, D.C. Right. And I'm going over. The commandos, uh, whatever they're called, football team. Right. Uh, although I'll tell you this, at 7-1, they finally got some winning program in D.C., evidently. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where they're playing at. Parking lot somewhere in Maryland. I don't know. But in any case, Kevo's going with those defenders. Probably going against the Battlehawks, maybe, for the championship. We'll see. And that's your XFL preview for week nine of their season. And uh, before we go any further, just a reminder, like and subscribe to the Odds Brothers podcast. Uh, got some stuff coming up this summer, hopefully, just in time for the football uh, season to let you know. If you're really good at picking games and that pick six contest that you might have heard about last time we did all this stuff in the fall, it might have just got juiced up a little bit on those steroids. Super pick six coming your way. Just letting you all know now. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All right, Kevo. What do we got, MLB? Uh, yeah. All right. Oh, my goodness. This is probably going to go well. Yeah, this is a review of Monday's action. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Twinnies. I took the over in the Twins. Yeah, it landed right on seven. So not only did we get nailed with the hook on the uh, over, uh, it also took the Twins, and they just flat out lost four to three. So... Dukies for us on the initial shot of the MLB. Next game, Cleveland, three to two winners over the Yankees. Yes, however, not only did New York cover that one and a half, but we also got the under five to an eight and a half score. That was kind of interesting to see that game actually go. I didn't think it'd go that low. So there's one for the game. And then we did the unders as well. So thank you very much, sir. Next one, Baltimore Orioles. Both heads on that one as well. They covered the one and a half easily there. The uh, overs, though, for me, didn't go. It's six to a seven and a half uh, run, uh, score there. Mark did get the under, so he got the double ding in that one. I got the single ding. Thank you very much. Next one, Houston Astros, eight to two. Just when I was going on the damn Pittsburgh bandwagon, they do this to me. Ten wins did go over, though. That's one of the few things we did get right. Mark rarely goes over. Well, we at least got you the over on that one for a single ding, but uh, 
Usually I'm a Houston guy. I don't know what made me take the damn freaking pirates. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tampa Bay, minus one and a half. They, so I, I got it. Well, they won the game, and that's what I said. Uh, I can't believe this game was as low scoring as it was with, with as horrible pitching as Boston has, Kevo, and the lineup that Tampa Bay can put against those pitchers, and you only get one run? Are you kidding me? So Mark gets the double ding, which is amazing. Because uh, I would have never. There you go. I, I wouldn't have either. All right. Philly, there we go. There's my boys. Not only did it go over, I could have just counted on Philadelphia to do it. Uh, the yeah. over-under of eight was 15-3. to three. Holy crap. Mark took the Marlins at minus one and a half. Yeah. But for Shady Boy, uh, I got me the double. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the Merlins. Sergio Alcantara um, is pretty much the best pitcher in the MLB right now. Crazy. Got rocked. Yep. But Rock it I, to I, me. But I, I found out after the game yep. that um, he does hit, did hit pretty hard in uh, Philadelphia. Does he really? Uh-huh. All right. Next one. Oh, Dookie's come again. Uh, both over, both Padres, and it went under, and... Uh, both, sorry, Mets and the Padres, uh, and we went over. We took the Padres. Mets win 5-0. Zip, Zooty. I'll tell you what. I don't know what's going on, Kevin. I don't know if it's just the early season stuff, but for as much hype as the Padres got coming into this year, I mean, they look very average at best. I mean, I don't know if you can put a finger on it, but huh, not just one no. thing to get beat, but to get beaten blanked. Right. I know the Mets got decent pitching and all that. I, I get that, but not get blanked? Right. Holy crap. Move on to that. Oh, no, no, another dookie. <laughs> now, we did take the Braves. I'd went over or under, so I nine to eight and a half. We got nailed by the hook there. They Atlanta won, but just didn't cover. So we, we lost by a hook both ways. The dangers of that hook, baby. They're everywhere. Uh, on to the next one. Is there more Duke? Oh, there is. Oh, my God. But no, sort of. <laughs> Chicago. Uh, the Cubbies end up with a 3-2 victory. I went Mariners and under, so I got that right. Mark got the Cubs and under, so he was getting a run and a half to boot. Uh-huh. Um, so good job on the Cubbies there, Kevo. <laughs> there we go. Next run. <laughs> there we go. Those Rangers come through on those hopeless Royals, 11-2. Over was easy for me. Mark actually had an over as well. That's crazy. So we both got both sides of the equation, right? So there's one for the game and a couple for the overs, please. Thank you very much. Next one on the game. Colorado, oh, a doublehead again. Against those Cardinals, like I said, we got hit by the half hook again. 11 runs were scored out there at Coors Field, but it came in at 11. So Mark did get the under by just a half, and I got screwed by half. So, a game and a couple for Mark. How about that? There you go. Next one, the Los Angeles. Yeah, Angels. Lost to the Nationals. Ugh. The 10, actually, we both... Mark actually had an over on this one. My goodness, he got it by the hook again. So, at least he gets part of that equation, right? Yeah. Good Lord, on the next. Uh, <laughs> really? Milwaukee got blanked by the Diamondbacks? 
They were favored by one and a half. I took the over and the brew. Mark took the over and the brew. We got a big pile of crapola. Doesn't smell great either. All right, next game. San Francisco Giants against those Dodgers. I actually uh, had the over, but I thought the Giants were going to be a little more competitive in this game. For some reason, not so much. Mark went Dodgers. Congratulations. And he went over as well, so he had a string of overs for a little bit there. Maybe that's why he's sick today. He had too much over. He got OD'd on overs. And that was it for the uh, MLB. So, so far through the uh, 7th of April, uh, we had 41 games. Mark's leading me 39 to 34 in the correct department. And uh, look at his over total. I'm a little impressed there. 11 for a guy that loves under ruse. He's even got me on the covers so far on the points per, or the run line 19 to 15. So today we got plenty of your favorite MLB action uh, for your what? Friday. Yeah, so lots of games going in here. We going in order of their time? Probably, huh, Kevin? Yes. All right, so we have uh, first game showing up at 540 Central. So that's, uh, that's a good one here between the Reds and the Phillies. Reds are getting a run and a half at home here. The over-under of 10. Uh, probable pitchers for... Let me go down because we're not on that game. We're on the Phillies. Thank you very much. Um, can I... Here, I'll try this one. That's a little easier. This little touch pad's going. Walker for the Phillies. He's 0-1 on the year. And evidently, Overton, which has not got a decision, but he has an ERA of 10. Um, initial thoughts, Kevin. 5-7 for the Reds so far this year. 4-9 for the Phillies. Reds do tend to play better home ball, uh, which leads me to say I'll, I'll take the Reds in this case. Getting that run and a half and hoping they can keep it close. And as far as the over-under goes... I'll trend slightly on the overrue department in this game. So over in the Reds plus a run and a half. I agree. You agree? Yep, I agree. All right. Red, so we, Reds and over. Reds and over. All right, next game, Diamondbacks and Marlins coming your way here at 540 Central Time. If you're looking at money line on the Marlins here, they're minus 155, plus 135 for the Diamondbacks. Uh, looking at your probable pitchers for Miami. Or sorry, for Arizona, you got Bumgarner. And Rodgers for Miami. So both of them are winless so far this year. Bumgarner got a 7 ERA, Kevo. Six for Rodgers. Not really good here. Over-under of nine runs. What's your initial thought on this one? It's, it's going to go over. And um, I've got the D-backs winning on the road. I do, too. Good call. I got them flat-out winning. So if you like plus 135, that's, that's a chance to take there. Uh, if not, take the run and a half, which we'll do on here. And even though Miami's kind of been disappointing me with the runs here lately, uh, I, I mean, I got to go under. I got to try one under Rue here, and I think this is the game to do it. Miami just hasn't been scoring lately. So I can't count on them to keep up their end of the bargain. So I'm going to take Diamondbacks with Kevo. I'm going over. He's uh, I'm going under. Sorry, he's going over. The Giants and the Tigers. Giants are one-and-a-half-run favorites. Why? Because Detroit really sucks. Yep. Uh, 130 if you like them on the money or money line for the Tigers. Uh, San Fran's minus 150 here. Over-under of nine. Uh, your initial pitchers, if it matters. Mania. Manania. Is that how you say it? Manaya. Manaya. Sean Manaya. Manaya. Sorry. That's good. He's got four-and-a-half ERA. And some guy named Wentz, who's 0-2 already this year. 
with a 10.29. Ah, my goodness. This is probably the game they actually win, but I'm not going to count on it. Nope. So I'm going Giants minus a one and a half here, and good Lord, under. I don't know if any of them can run uh, around the bases very well either. Giants and under for Shaney Boy. Giants, I agree with. All right. I just don't see the Giants scoring. Um, under. Under. So we both got the same thing on this yeah. side. All right. Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Nationals. Guardians are one and a half run favorites here. They're seven and five on the year. Washington's four and nine. Uh, but you saw how they uh, they slapped somebody <laughs> when we went through the recap uh, unexpectedly. Over under nine and a half. Uh, just for those wondering. Guardians' money line is minus 150 at this point. Uh, probable pitchers here. Let's see, for Cleveland, you got Quantrill and Williams for Washington. Williams is 1 and 1, and uh, Quantrill is 0 and 1 so far. Both their ERAs suggest 10 runs being scored in this game, Kevo, so that line over under is really pretty solid. Uh, you know, I'm a believer in the Guardians. I, I would have thought they would have had a better record at this point than what they've got, but I think that they, the talent still at some point will win out. So I'm going to give me give me the Guardians on the road laying that one and a half. And the over-under, I'm actually going to go over in this game. I think it trends around 12 to 13 runs will be your final. I agree with Cleveland, but I'll, I'll go under. You'll go under, huh? All right. Under for uh, Kevo, the underoo. And we both got the Guardians rolling in the 20s. And the Yankees. Yankees are one-and-a-half-run uh, line favorites here. They're minus 180 just on the money line. Uh, the Twins are plus 160 here. I think this might be an opportunity. Twins, 9-4 and four on the year, which is pretty decent, but they're also 5-2 and two away, so they've been winning a lot away. Uh, is it still Target Field up there in Minnesota? Yes. Yeah, so they've got a pretty impressive winning uh, away from home right now. Yankees eight and five, but they're basically four and three at home so far. So they're beatable. Your pitchers Varlin for Minnesota and Cortez for the Yankees, who is undefeated so far, two and zero, oh, with a two six one ERA. So that leads me to think that this game's got eight and a half. That's a good line. Uh, first of all, will the Yankees win at home? They got, they got beat yesterday by they, the Twins. They did. 11 to 2, but they, they gave up nine runs in the first inning. Right, and then it kind of, yeah, then it kind of sailed out right then. I don't think that happens twice. Nope. So I think the Yankees pull this one out mm-hmm. this time around at home, but I don't think the scoring gets uh, higher. I think it actually gets lower. Mm-hmm. This will be an either eight or nine run total, I think. I could see either side. So knowing my trends, I will go under because I want to go over, but. To me, underoo, I think, in this game to kind of coincide with what we saw yesterday. I agree. All right, so you're going Yankees and under as well? Yes, sir. All right, there you go. Uh, next one, we got Rays. Yeah, Rays and the Blue Jays at 6.07 for those keeping track. Two minutes after the first pitch goes up in New York. Uh, what do we got here? Ooh, Tampa Bay. Only undefeated team, right, Kevo? Yes, sir, 13 and 0. I mean, that's crazy. 13 and 0, only undefeated team. So, of course, they're undefeated on the road here. Blue Jays not too shabby themselves, 8-5. and five. They're 2-1 and one here. Rays, obviously, 1.5. So, at some point, this winning, nobody's ever won 162-0, right? No. All right, so nobody's ever done that. So, your next thought is, so when are they going to lose the game? Will it be at the Blue Jays? 
I think they've set a new record for the MLB, right? As far as consecutive wins, or they tied the modern? Oh, they tied it. So will they set it tonight? There's a lot of mo motivation to try and a lot of motivation to keep him from there. So you got Rasmussen going to the mound. He's 2-0. and he's, he's had zero. He's zero earned runs on this dude. And then Berrios for Toronto is 0-2 with an 11 ERA. Oh, my God. That doesn't that doesn't look good for uh, Toronto. Uh -oh. Give me the Rays mm -hmm. to set a new record. And the over-under a 9. Uh, I think this... Eight to, I'll go over Rue barely. Eight to two Rays tonight. Uh, I got Tampa and over also. All right, we both got the Rays and the over Rue in this game with the Blue Jays. Next on the dock at the uh, Angels and the Red Sox. Ugh, the smell socks. They're five and eight, two and four at home so far. Angels are seven and five. Uh, they are four and two in a way, so that's why they're the one and a half run line favorites here. Uh, Tampa, or sorry, uh, the Angels are though, even though they're. Uh, Giving up the one and a half or only minus 115 on the money line. So that's not too shabby because you're going minus 110 to 115 on the spread. So if you're doing that, if you like the Angels, you might as well take them on the money line tonight because your, your return is going to be very negligible at best, and you don't have to worry about that hook. Red Sox minus 105 on the money line here. The over-under nine. Who we got pitching? Ugh. Well, pretty decent. Sandoval. Going to the mound, 1-0 so far this year with a 1-6-4 ERA. And Hawk for Boston, Kevo, 2-0. So if there's one pitcher that's somewhat been doing good in Boston, it's somewhat him, right? Yeah. He's got a 4.5 ERA. I'll tell you what, in this one, I'll take the Red Sox at home getting the run and a half and probably hate myself tomorrow for even thinking about it. And the over-under of nine in this contest, so that's like a five to four get you tied. Uh-huh, which I can see that. I can see that. So I'm going to go over Rue slightly. What do you like, Kevin? I like uh, the Angels. You do like the Angels, all right, uh, covering and, that uh, run? Like I, like I just said and stuff, I can see it being a push. Yeah. But I got to go over, I agree with you, over just slightly. Yeah, and if I was betting this game just flat out like I'm betting this game, I'm taking the Angels on the money line because it, that way I don't have to worry about that half. That mm -hmm. run, you know, they got to win by somebody got to win by at least one. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think this will be a, a closer contest than maybe most will give it credit for. Next one is the Orioles and the White Sox. Uh, White Sox so far at home is one and two. They're five and eight on the year. The Orioles seven and six. I really like the Orioles, Kevin, as a young team, but. I mean, they're treading around like they probably should be. They're seven and six, 500 on the road here. Wells is going to the mound for them. 0-1 on the year, but he's only got a 3.27 ERA at this point. And uh, Clevenger for the White Sox going to the mound. He's undefeated at 2-0 so far in a 3-4-8. So we got a couple of pitchers that are pretty well matched. Over-under of nine, I think, is a pretty damn good line here. As much as I like it, give me the White Sox at home here. I'll take the run and a half, and I'm going to go under Rue in this one. I don't do that often, but I'm going to go under Rue. For those wondering there, White Sox are only minus 105 on the money line. If you get the one and a half, they're minus 110. So uh, if you think they're going to win this game outright, go money line instead of the, the run and a half. Kevin, what do you like? I like Baltimore and over for the simple reason is Baltimore has only played in three games where they've scored uh, under or combined under seven runs. Only three out of the 12, huh? Uh -huh. Well, that's pretty good. A great time for Shane to pull his under, Rue. <laughs> or what did I go? He went under. Yeah, that's right. All right. I need to write better. 
All right, next game, the Rangers and the Astros, a Texas battle of epic proportions here. Um, go down a little bit here. So, for your defending champions, right? Six and seven on the year? Yes. Not very good. No. Three and four at home. Not very good. The Rangers, seven and five. So, that's what you're sitting at at this point. Uh, one and two away, if that matters here. Just to get an idea. So, Houston's one and a half run favorites. 160, minus 160 on that money line. So, that's a little deep. Um, Mariners have a little higher than that. And then the over-under of eight and a half. Sure, you got a stat on this. Perez going to the mound for the Rangers. He's one and one on the year with a 2-5 ERA. And uh, Garcia, uh, he got rocked his one start there. Decision, he's 0-1 with a 7 ERA. I don't see that that's going to hold all year, I don't think. So long story short, I'm going to go ahead and take the Rangers getting the run and a half on the road. If Houston wins, it'll be barely. And the over-under, I do actually like the over in this one. So give me the Rangers and the over. I agree. All right, we got a consensus, as they like to call it. Yep. All right, next game on the docket, Kansas City Royals at home against the Braves. Uh, Braves 9-4. and four. They're 5-1 and one away, and then the Royals 4-9. and nine. They're 1-5 and five at home. They need to start refunding people money for home games. Sucking that bad. Uh, over or under nine runs for the game here. Morton on the mound for Atlanta. He's 1-1 uh, one, one with 4-3. 4.3 RA and uh, Singer for Kansas City. He's got the one win somewhere along the line out of the four they had. 4.91 ERA, Kevo. Uh, initial thoughts on the Braves and Royals here. Well... I've got the Braves. Okay. And I, I can actually see this go, being a like a five to four game. Yeah. Six to three game. But I'll go slightly over. I like it. I, I'm the same with you. I like the Braves here, and I like the over. I think this game ends up 11-12 runs. I think it's kind of like a 7-4, seven, 7-5 seven, game is where I'm trending anyway. All right, next one on the dock at the Mets, I believe. Oh, no, the Cardinals. Yep, local. Uh, they are one and a half run favorites at home against those Pirates, which I can never ever seem to be on the right side of here. Uh, Cardinals five and eight, two and five at home. That's kind of Cardinal like until they get to about what Kevin late June, early July, and then they start running some games and somehow sneaking into that uh, division winner race or that wild card. Right. Pirates, take a picture of this, America eight and five. At this point in the year, five and two away. Getting a run and a half here. Oh, Orvito for Pittsburgh. Is that how you say it, Kevo? Aviado. Aviado. Okay. One and oh, 3.18. And you got Woodford for uh, St. Louis, which he's been rocked. 0 and two so far with a nine ERA. I'll tell you, I don't know how they came up with this line. At minus one and a half makes you wonder. Uh I'm going to take the shot that Pittsburgh, is this the first game of the series? No, Pittsburgh won yesterday 5 nothing. 5 nothing. So I think this is the Pirates get right or get close game then out of the series. Give me the Pirates plus their one and a half runs there. <clears throat> but with that being said, I still don't know that there's going to be a whole lot of runs scored here. So I'm going to go under. Same here. So you're going to take Pirates and under as well? Yes, sir. All right, there you go. American Meat, remember these picks are free. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what do we got? Milwaukee Brewers and the Padres. Man, my Padres. 
You're making me look bad, boys. Uh, they're at home. Not that that made much difference so far this year because uh, they're three and four there. 500 ball club, otherwise Brewers nine and four, four and three away. Uh, Lauer going to the mound for Milwaukee. He's one and one so far with a 7.7 ERA. Wow, that's higher than I would have thought. And Waka uh, for San Diego's two and zero. Oh. So that that bodes well for the Padres, I would hope, mm-hmm. from a pitching standpoint. Anyway, uh, long story short. This game to me seems like the if this is one game that the Padres could probably cover this, it'll be tonight. So I'll go ahead and lay the one and a half one more time with those damn Padres. And the over-under, that's a very good line. Because uh, I can see eight to nine being the final score of this bad boy. Um, or total runs. Give me barely over. Over-Rue in this game. I got Padres and under. You got Padres and under. Mm-hmm. I see 6-3 in here. I see a 6-3 game somehow. Woo! All right, next one. New York Mets and the Oakland A's. Uh, for those even wanting to keep track of here, the A's are 3-10. and 10. No, Two and four. Are they still playing in that dumpy restroom? Yes. Uh, ball field? Okay. And the Mets, 7-6. and six. So, to me, they should be better than they are. One and a half run favorites here. Let's see what the money line says. Two to one favorites, basically. Money line for the Mets. You get plus 180. You probably should get plus 300 if the A's somehow win this game. Uh, who we got in this bad boy? Singa from Mets. 2-0 with a 1-5-9. And then you got, oh, my God, Capri Leon. Capri Leon, I believe, for Oakland. You familiar with that guy, Kevo? No, sir. You shouldn't be. He's 0-1 with an 11 ERA. Ah. And somehow he's got a major league job. Mets, if you can't beat the A's and cover the one and a half. You really need to take a look at your roster. Over-under of eight. God, I can see the Mets ripping one up here. Mm-hmm. So I'll go over just in case. Yep, I agree. Mets and over. Mets and over it is. Yeah, because A's suck. A's suck. The dookie emoji. Like, should be their actual mascot. Colorado Rockies. Well, they can at least throw some runs in here. Five and eight on the year. 2-4 away. Mariners, 5-8 uh, and eight as well. They're 2-5 and five at home. So you got a bunch of teams just middling around here. Somehow the Mariners are one-and-a-half run line favorites. And 8-and-a-half uh, is it for the over-under. Who do we got pitching here? Let's see. Four. We got, is it Gomber? Gomber? Gomber. Gomber. All right. Colorado 0-2 with a 6.75. And Gonzalez for Seattle. He's won his uh, one start here that had a decision involved anyway in 4.2. ERA, so that's a 10 spot if you just go off averages. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to go with the averages here, and I'm going to take a small stab, and I'm going to say the Rockies keep it close, but Seattle probably wins by a run. Rockies plus one and a half over. Official pick. I got Seattle and under, but it could go over if Colorado basically covers the over-under by themselves. Oh, yeah? But I don't think they will. You don't think they will? Nope. So your guess on the score, if it's going under, is what, a 6-3 or 6-2 Mariners or something? Or a 5-2 Mariners or something like that? Yep. All right. Looks like we saved the best for last. Oh, yes. The Cubbies are on the road to face the Dodgers. Ooh, I don't smell good right off the bat. But one and a half run line favorite for the Dodgers. They're minus 165, though, uh, money line here. Cubs are plus 145. Over under of eight and a half. Just giving you an idea here on your probables. Uh, steal for the Cubs. One to start. 
0.75 ERA. Kevin, you might know a little more about him. You can share. And Syndergaard for the Dodgers, he's lost his only start uh, where there was a decision made and a six. So he got rocked pretty much as one start. I don't know that that can continue, can it? Syndergaard's a better pitcher than that, isn't he? Um, used to be. Used um, to be? He used to be. He's had injury issues um, his career. Okay. And uh, your boy Steele? Uh, he's he's a he's a good starting pitcher. Um, the Cubs have used him out of the bullpen previously. So you're the Cubby man. I'll let you go first here. What do you, how you feel about your Cubbies tonight at the uh, the nine ten game? Um, I'm going to take the Cubs. All right. And run in a half. For the simple reason is, um, in five games against. Uh, the Dodgers pitcher. Syndergaard? Syndergaard. Yep. The Cubs are batting 330 against them. Uh, they've scored 19 runs in five games. woo Juicy stat from Kamikaze Kev. So, and I'm going over. He talked me into it just with that one stat. See how see how uh, very convincing Kevo can be? <laughs> Actually, I do like the one and a half. Uh, so I'm going to obviously take the money line there. Or not uh, the run line, but uh, the over-under I think does go over. So give me Cubs and over. Because I think the Cubs bats will be good enough. And I think the Dodgers bats have too much talent not to score a couple of runs anyway. Three to four runs. So I think this is like a 6-4 Cubs win. Potentially. I don't know you like that. I like that. All right. And that's your MLB, I believe. Yes, it is. For Friday the 14th. Uh, One last thing to go before we roll. It's the NBA. We had a couple of uh, play-in games, I guess, on this past Monday, Tuesday. Oklahoma City and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. We both took uh, Oklahoma City in this game. We both took the under, so we got part of that equation, right? Yeah, Kevin took New Orleans in the under. (laughs) That's right. So uh, bang away on those drums for Shaney and uh, Marcellus. Thank you. Next one up on the thing, Chicken Bowls. Oh, with the laughing emoji. K-Dog took doubles. And uh, over, well, he got part of it right. And the over almost got there. It came to 214, Kevin. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Bulls flat out won. They were, what, 17 down, I think, at one point before the rally happened. I'll tell you, these double-digit leads in the NBA just are, are not worth their salt anymore. Uh, it's just crazy how often other teams come back from that stuff. Toronto being the favorites. Uh, now, I believe they got the play-in game tonight, right? Yes. Against the Heat to see who goes uh home and who goes in as the eighth seed so uh, marcellus and i took the womp womp and kevin got himself a big old ding ding yeah i know all right next one the lakers the fakers and the timberwolves actually i was excited because i thought minnesota was gonna flat out win this uh 210 and ended right on the nut so that was a push but shaney's over or uh minnesota timberwolves i got you an extra ding ding and I only got that by a half, Kevo. Uh-huh. Once again, Minnesota was, I think, at one point, 15, 16, 17-point leaders wow. in the third quarter. Had to go to overtime, and it probably shouldn't have even went there because Anthony Davis had a brain fart and decided to foul Mike Conley on a three-point attempt with a .1 seconds left. I saw that. And that dude, ice in his veins for making all three free throws like that. I got it. The first one was a bit interesting, but the next two were nothing but net. So that means Minnesota's got one more game to try to get into the playoffs. The Lakers lock themselves into the seven seed. Uh, next on the agenda, the Miami Dukies lost to the Atlanta Hawks. We went heat and under. We went heat and over. Long story short, we all went heat and something. 
Kevin was the only one that at least got the under part right as it came in at 217 to a 227 and a half line. Now Miami going against the uh, Toronto Raptors for the last spot. Atlanta locked themselves in the seventh seed. They get themselves some Boston Celtics last time I checked. Uh, last game, I think, of the four pack. That's it. Oh, that's it? Yep. Because one, did we do all four already? Oklahoma. Did we do Oklahoma? We did Oklahoma. That's right. And we did the Lakers. And we, Yeah, we did all four. Yep. Never mind. All right. So there you go. We got NBA games going for tonight on Friday. These are the last two uh, before the playoffs start on Sunday itself. The Bulls and the Miami Heat get underway. Uh, that game, whoop, let me look ESL, is at 6 o'clock. And I believe that one's on ESPN tonight. Over-under of 209, so kind of a low over-under here. Typically, playoff basketball does get lower scoring. Right now, 67% of the money says take the Bulls in a five and a half, and they are trending over, which is exactly where I was thinking here. Um, Miami just don't look in sync. Uh, I think Bulls got a lot of momentum coming back uh, from on the road at Toronto to move here. So I don't know that Miami doesn't pull this out, but I think it's under five and a half. So I'm going Bulls, and I'm going over. Give me doubles. Doubles. You doing the Bulls too, Kevo? Um, let's see here. I believe I am. Yes. Hmm, he is. Yep. From above, ladies and gentlemen. All right. The Bulls and over. And over. All right. Not much variety there, folks. Remember, these picks are free. Next one at 8.30 on TNT, those Oklahoma City Thunder go on up to take the Timberwolves. Now, Rudy Gobert is expected back for this game. Uh, Also, five and a half is the over-under here. Uh, Interesting, both games do that. But the 228 and a half, so they expect a lot more scoring in this game, which I do as well. But I I don't know about that much. Um, Five and a half... I like Oklahoma City to maybe flat out even win this game, to be honest with you. But I will take the five and a half, so I'll take both road teams tonight. Give me the Thunder. Minnesota's imploding. I don't like their team chemistry very well. Um, over under 228 and a half. I'm going to go under Rue on this one. Um, I, I just see some dry spells between both teams uh, like I did. The win Minnesota having to go to overtime and do what they did. I mean, I know they got three days off and. and preparation for this game but i just don't see it oklahoma city i think may win outright and if you like that that's plus 180 on the money line kevin what do you got i've got minnesota and 228 and a half i'll go go under you'll go under under. all right that's the games for the play and now the first round of the actual playoffs uh in the nba get underway on saturday Brooklyn Nets is your 4-5 uh, game, I believe, or 3-6 game. Sorry, 3-6 game against the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Sixers, eight and a half point favorites in the opening game here. Over under is uh, 214 and a half. I know Brooklyn has trouble scoring, so right now the, the folks are telling you at uh, 62% to take Philadelphia, 61% actually. And the over-under, they say that it's right, almost right on that nut. 51 says over, 49 says under. So that's where the current money line is. Eight and a half is a lot in a playoff game, but if you're going to get a game where somebody might get dump-trucked a little bit, it would be this game. But 
I am going to go a little contrarian here, Kevo. I'm going to – I think Philadelphia wins this game all right. Uh, I don't know that Brooklyn has anybody that can go against Embiid. But this eight and a half late, I think it's trimmed down a little bit. I'm going to take a shot taking the eight and a half points. And I do think this goes over, but not by much. So Brooklyn plus eight and a half and the over. But I think Philadelphia wins this game. I agree. You agree? I agree. All right. A double on that one. The Atlanta Hawks and Boston Celtics get underway next at 2.30. By the way, that Brooklyn and 76ers is a noon game, noon tip-off. Hawks, Celtics, your 2-7 game here. Boston, nine-point favorites at home, over under of 2.30 and a half. Uh, 2.31 in this case on the screen. This is as dead even as you get, 50-50. That's where the money is going on the spread, and 51-49 on the over-under. Really good. Really good job. So people tend to play a little harder, uh, knowing that this is for real playoffs. Scores tend to come down a little bit. So I'm going to hedge just a hair and say this game goes under. I think it finishes in the 220s. And as far as the nine points for the Celtics, I mean, come on, this is a playoff game. Uh, man. Give me the Hawks plus nine. I, Celtics win game one on the road, or on at home, I think, but nine is a lot for me to give in a playoff game. Hawks and under. I'll go Boston, and I think it'll go over. Completely opposite, huh, Kevo? Yep, 231. That will be 117, 114 game. Yeah. Okay. Don't call me crazy. All right, next game, New York Knicks and Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland's five-and-a-half-point home favorites here. Uh, they've had pretty good games, but Cleveland seems to wear the Knicks out eventually. 214 and a half, the over-under. First thing uh, all about this is I like the over. Uh, trending right now, 69% of the money agrees with the over call. And as far as the point spread, it's another 50-50 toss-up. I do think Cleveland can win this game at home. I think they got more players that have been in the playoffs more consistently. The only thing I do not know the wild card is Julius Randle in this case. What can I get from him? How how much out of 100% is he with his ankle injury? Uh, if he plays like I think he can play, this will be a really good game, and Cleveland will have trouble covering that spread. If not, I think Cleveland slowly grinds it out. So I am going to go ahead and err on the side of what I think happens here, and I'm going to go Cleveland covers this, wins the first game at home by 7 to 10 points, and I'm going over. Cleveland and over also. You're going Cleveland and over. Yep. All right. We both the ding ding that one. That's at a five o'clock tip off. Seven thirty tip off. Probably the most fun game on the whole slate of games either side of the conference. Golden State and Sacramento. Sacramento Young, one of the highest scoring teams. No playoff experience. Golden State, plenty of playoff experience. Pretty old and have sucked on the road. That's basically what you got. So when you put all those together. They still think Golden State with that experience is good enough to be favored by a point on the road. And a bunch of folks, 71% of the money agrees with that. 238.5. It is trending over, believe it or not. 238.5. So that implies basically both teams are going to do at least 120. Mm-hmm. Here's what I here's what I'm going to go. For my analysis. My deep analysis would say I think Sacramento is going to be really pumped up. I think because of that, they're going to be a little nervous, and the shots won't go in as often early, which will help the under here. And then I think they get it going 
midway through. The nerves settle down. Hopefully they feel like they can play with Golden State, and it goes on. I think Golden State gets one of these games here. And if I, if I recall right, I think it's going to be this one. So Golden State, I think, wins this game, the initial game, and then it's going to go under. Golden State and under, Kevo. I'm going Golden State, and I think it's going to be a shootout, so I'm going to go over. Yeah, I think past this game, I think it will be. I think just Sacramento may not, they'll be a little giddy. Take some wild shots and some threes and try to get their home crowd all pumped up. I think Golden State likes to run, but to a certain point on the road, they just haven't proven that they can score and win a lot. So this is a real good game, but I'm going to go with some experience in the first game and under. Kevin's going Golden State and over. All right, uh, Sunday, we got two games that are known and two games yet to be determined. So you see these two games, and we'll go over the scenarios here, Kevo. Mm -hmm. Los Angeles Lakers at the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home for the opener. Minus 160 on the money line. This is a 2 o'clock tip-off. Um, America initially, let's see if I can get over to it. Will they give me any of that? They're not going as far out as Sunday. So I can't tell you what is trending. I can tell you what I'm thinking, though. Grizzlies have sat for a while, healed. Lakers probably should have lost to a very depleted Timberwolves team. And then they made a miraculous comeback, but they still had trouble putting away Minnesota. As bad as Minnesota shot in the fourth quarter in overtime, they still had trouble putting that team away. Size-wise, Memphis does not match up very well with uh, Anthony Davis. That could be a problem, but on the same token, Anthony Davis is going to have a hard problem guarding Jaron Jackson Jr., I think, because he can take him out on the perimeter. Long story short, lots of good games. Do the Lakers win this opening one? I don't think so. I think the Grizzlies do eke this out. It'll be a great game all the way along. I think they win this game, but barely by four or five points. Over under, I'm going to trend under here because I really don't think either team really wants to run. I think they want to run a bunch of set offenses when it comes down to it. Uh, so I think there'll be a lot of half-court basketball in this game. I'm going under with the Grizzlies. I've got the Grizzlies. Um, some of the factors are at home, and they're tough to be at home. Uh, and I think Memphis will be pumped up the crowd mm -hmm. for this game. And I think Memphis will pull out uh, a double-digit lead, and then they will let us slip away. Okay. Like they do. Um, and the Lakers, I mean, they're the Lakers. Uh, and the Lakers are the Lakers, huh? Right. <laughs> They're going to score. Memphis, I, I think it's going to go over. You're going to think it's going to go over, though, huh? Yeah. All right. Um, next game on the thing, then. We got Los Angeles Clippers and the Phoenix Suns. Suns get the home court in this series here. They're seven-point favorites for the initial go-around. Uh, minus 280 on the money line, though. Um, they've kind of had their way with the Clippers. Uh, lately, 226 and a half the over under. Man, I know the Clippers can get there. Uh, can, or uh, sorry, the Suns can get there, but can the Clippers in this case? Ah oh, man, I'll go ahead and take the Suns at home in this opening one and not feel great about it. I think you're going to have to sweat that one out a majority of the game. 226 and a half does seem achievable, but you're going to have to hold on to the end as well. So I'm going to go barely over Rue, and I'll take the Suns, Kevin. 
I'm going to go Phoenix, and I'm going to go with Mark Pingraff and say Underoo. And you're going to go Underoo, huh? Yep. Well, all right. Um, let's see here. The game yet to be determined for the eight seeds, basically. So somebody's left to play Milwaukee out of uh, Atlanta, or I'm sorry, out of Miami and Toronto. In that case, just in general, Kevin, what's your, your thoughts? Milwaukee's probably going to be favored. My guess will be anywhere between seven to nine points in the opening round, no matter which one of these teams get out of there. That's just my gut feeling. I would not be shocked if it was. I'd be really shocked if it was less than that. Not a whole shock, a lot shocked if it was 10 or 11, but really shocked if it was more than that. I think the Bucks win against either one of these teams. Yes. Gentlemen sweep 4-1. They'll probably have more trouble, in my opinion, with Toronto than they would Chicago, just based on matchups. But when I say more trouble, not like they're not going to have a problem, uh, probably going 4-1 here. I agree. Um, and, and I think the first game, I think the first game is going to go over. Uh, well, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they actually put that. Chicago... Typically is probably higher scoring average than Toronto, but not by much. It'll be interesting. I bet you that's a two, somewhere two twenty mid two twenties would be my initial guess for that one. That'll be a four thirty game. So tune in tonight. We'll know who uh, who ends up playing them, and then the Nuggets, the one seed in the West, they're going to take on the winner of OKC in Minnesota. If you ask me and Kevin, that's a split. I think right? Didn't you have Minnesota, or did you go OKC? I didn't write what you had down. I know I have OKC. In this one. I think I'll go Minnesota, I you, think. You think you'll go Minnesota? Yeah. So yeah, here's here's did, my thought. I did go Minnesota. All right. If Minnesota gets in, I think it's a 4-2 Denver series win. If go OKC gets in, I think the Nuggets are going to end up getting stretched out 4-3, to three, but they'll win that pivotal seven at home. Um, that's, how, that's how I see that anyway. I would say the Nuggets against OKC or Minnesota are probably somewhere... They'll probably make OKC, probably somewhere between four and seven points will be the first one at home. And the over-under, they'll probably be a little higher with OKC, but not much. I think that over-under is like 230 to 232, be my guess. Anyway, I don't see Denver losing to either one of those no. in a seven-game series, although uh, you'll be surprised that they're, they're, I think they're going to have trouble blowing either one of those teams out. They both have size and, and quick guards that can get around folks. So uh, I think that gives Denver a little bit of uh, trouble. All right. Those are your NBA things for today. Ladies and gentlemen, we got anything else, Kevo, before we roll out of here? No, nope, I'm good. All right. Well, hopefully Mark, uh, you know, gets over his pick indigestion and uh, is able to join us on Monday's show. Until then, we appreciate everybody uh, joining us here on the Odds Brothers podcast. Like and subscribe. We'd appreciate it. If you're ever around the West Memphis, Arkansas area and around South of Casino and Hotel, want to stop by and say hi, definitely love to do that. Might even get you on the show if you're here on a Monday or Friday, and we can talk picks, smack, and anything else you would love it. For Mr. Eyes, Kamikaze Kevin, and for the guy probably still on the toilet, Mark Pentagraph, this is Shane Bullender. We'll see you on Monday. Until then, peace out and roll that beautiful bean footage.
Thank you for listening to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Presented by the Bentley Sportsbook. Place your sports bets here from inside Southland Casino or from anywhere in Arkansas at southland.betley.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Be sure to follow the Odds Brothers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and YouTube. Keep in mind, in Arkansas, you must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Please play responsibly. For help quitting, call 1-800-522-4700.